Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I am joined by Titan Fox, the lead vocalist and guitarist of Hammer King. I've got to say, I love your album, man. I'll be listening to it. Shed loads. It's fantastic. I will be Thanks reviewing it. Um, how pleased are you with it? And what can fans expect from it? I already know, but what can they expect? Well, I mean, um, it's it's always it's always a bad if, if a musician says that an album is so fresh that you can't really judge your own work. But this time, given the very short period of time in between the albums, for the first time ever, I must say that the album is really very fresh, and it's hard to to judge it so far. But what I can say is that I've been talking with um, tons of people now, um, and the response is extraordinarily great, really. Everybody is so much into the album, which is very, very rewarding for us, actually, because we really put our heart and our souls into the album when we knew we would be able to make an album in, in just three months' time or so. We worked like idiots, but it was... was <laughs> So pleasant to do that. I mean, like back in the 80s when Saxon had two albums in one year even. How on earth did they do that? Absolutely, mate. And I love the video and song for Pariah. That is actually my favourite song. Very good. Song. Mine too. So where was that filmed? And was it a bit of a hassle getting everything up onto the top of that rock? Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, when, when we, we booked Mirkovitsky again, he did a video from, from last year's album. He did Waken the Thunder. and he So we booked him for Pariah. And um, he would send us an email on Monday evening. And he said, I will take you to, uh, to the Harz. It's called Harz. That's the, 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 the mountains there in, in Middle East Germany. I said, OK, that's not totally around the corner. Yeah, we will start shooting on Friday at nine o'clock in the morning. I said, okay, so we will need a hotel. And we went there and we saw this rock formation. And we knew, definitely we knew that this would be a fantastic video because the place was so interesting. You have this this, this sort of a bowl with, a, with a, the caves underneath and you have the rock formation where you can stand close to the edge, which was tricky actually because I'm afraid of heights. And it, it looked fantastic. But as you pointed out, it was a hassle to have stuff up there because you could not go there by car. And once we started filming, the mayor of the town came and tried to stop us. And he wanted to see the papers as always in Germany. Have you got the papers? And we said, yeah, we have them. But you need the papers from the environmental department as well. And I thought, oh, this is not good. And Mirko said, yeah, I got this. And it turned out that everybody was informed and everybody had signed it, but nobody told the mayor. So he went then, he went home again with his tail between his legs and he was totally angry because he felt like a fool, which I can understand. But gladly we could shoot the video. It would have been a total disaster if that had went, went wrong, actually. It's brilliant. So before release date, are you planning to release another video? Next Wednesday, that must be the third, the 17th, the 17th. We will release the third and final pre-release video, and it's going to be the title song Kingdomonium, which again was filmed by Mirkovitsky this time in the studio with uh, different light settings. We had artificial snow and we had actors and blood, and I don't want to tell too much, but it's, it's really, uh, really, really very, very impressive. Brilliant. I mean, I'm so pleased to see vinyl coming back. Oh, yeah. And I love album artwork, and yours is phenomenal for this album. Are you planning to have that framed in your home once you get it out? And 
Now I have got, I know I've got the plan. Now you told me <laughs> to do that. I mean, uh, totally the same here. I'm, I'm really happy to see vinyl actually being back because I used to think a couple of years ago, I used to think that vinyl is something that people have romantic memories of. But when I oh, bought my first vinyl and I played it, I realized right away that it truly sounds very much better than the, the, the CDs have ever sounded. And therefore, I'm glad to have vinyl back. And the very good thing about vinyl is that there's a certain limit. So you can only have at least, at the, at the max, you can only have five songs on a side. And you only have to, to have a, um, like a dramatic movement in music for five songs. And then you turn it and you can have another movement of five songs, which is so much better compared to a CD where you have 12 songs in a row. Yeah. It's better for the music in any way. Absolutely, man. So can you tell us the plans for the rest of the year? Do you have any tours or festivals lined up at the moment? I've just played the Rock Hearts Festival, um, which is ironically very close to the location of the video, only like 10 minutes or so, or five minutes even. Then we right. will play the gigantic Summer Breeze Festival with 40,000 people next Friday. No, 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 tomorrow in a week. It's going to be Saturday in a week. And then there is another festival whose name escapes me because it's brand new with, with nice. Rave Digger, um, Walkings, Mystic Prophecy and so on. So it's going to be a one day festival, which I like. And then we will play a homecoming show on September the 3rd, which is always very pleasant because you can try the new songs in front of the people that really know you. And you can yeah. play a very, very long set, more than two hours, which is fantastic. And yeah. Yeah, and then there's going to be club shows in October, November, if they let us, you never know, but I hope they will. And, uh, and, and I think there's going to be regular touring next year. At the moment, it's tricky because the, the guys from the Napalm booking department told me, usually you have like 30% of the bands on the road and the rest is at home. And now in 21 and 22, we have like 95% of the bands on the road at the same time, which means it's practically impossible to get a slot on these tours because yeah. the tours that we're seeing at the moment are basically the 20 and the 21 tours. Everyone's catching up, aren't they? So it's a bit difficult. Totally, totally. But hopefully um, you'll get over to the UK. If not, I'll definitely get, get to see you in Belgium. I love Belgium. I go there a lot. Alcatraz Festival, that's fantastic. Not sure if you've played there before. I played Alcatraz in Belgium with uh, when I was the singer for Ross the Boss. Um, yeah. That was one of the first ones. Yeah, it was you... small. It's very big now. Massive. Now, I went, um, I think, the third year it was on. But, yeah, it's a fantastic festival. Really well set up. It's good stuff. Okay, then. So, can you tell me what's been the most memorable show you've ever done in your whole career? So yeah, I, I can. I can. Um, it's um, the most recent that we did for different reasons. We played the Rock Hearts, which was 25,000 people, which is very interesting because you reach you reach so many people who have never heard of your band before. That is very positive. Then, of course, it was super professional. And at the same time, the people were very friendly and very personal. So that was a very, very good day that we had. But then the weather was brutal because it was there were real strong storms and right. it was raining like hell. And it blew blew our decoration away. It, it moved Gino's amp across the stage. Also, uh, also they fixed it. it. It was really impressive. 
and we ordered the new backdrop. I think eight to five meters or something, sporting the new uh, um, Kingdomonium artwork. And it should have been delivered at 12 o'clock and the show was at 3.15. And at 3.05, they had not de yet delivered it. And we were really depressed because we spent a lot of money actually for that thing. And at 3.07, they delivered it and they, they set it up. We were filming the entire thing, smiling like children in front of the Christmas tree. And then oh, once it hang there, the audience would cheer, and the guy from the stage team said, two minutes. I said, okay. And we knew, we were so happy about it, that we knew that the, the, the show would be fantastic, whatever happens. And the show was absolutely great. I mean, sometimes you are blessed by everybody performing at the top of his game. The audience was fantastic, despite the weather. And that was a brilliant day, really. That was fantastic. I can imagine. So going back in time, when did you first realize you had such a talent and how was it? How was your first ever appearance on a stage? How did you feel? Oh, that was interesting. I mean, talent is, is relative. Maybe it's, 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 it's difficult to, to tell, to, to say about yourself that you're talented or whatever. But I mean, I, I had this, this, this urge, this fixed idea of being a musician. I remember standing in my, my parents' living room when they were sleeping, of course, putting on some uh, some towel to have long hair as a boy. And I was performing Def Leppard's live in the round video. I was Joe Elliott. Well, and um, that, that Maybe was, we didn't have to talk back then. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, th then, of course, later I would have a guitar and I would play with some friends. And I started to realize that all these friends of mine who were playing instruments, they were all far worse than I was. So I was totally the best. And then after a while, I was playing with a drummer who was also the best in his friend's group. And we sounded fantastic together. And so that's the way it works. And, and then, of course, we were asked to play a show. And I was totally nervous for about a week. And if you had told me it's OK to just go home and not play it, nobody will be disappointed, I'd probably really consider that because I was so scared to go, go up on stage. I mean, it was a small stage at school, but it was so frightening. And then it was so great to do it. I mean, then that's the game you have. You have the anxiety and you have the pleasure of it and you keep going. I mean, I think that being a musician means that you always have to cross your own borders and do something that you're not comfortable with because it helps you. Absolutely. Okay, I want to go back to the album. If you could give me two tracks to listen to, I've never heard of you before. Which ones would you choose? Ooh, okay. Uh, um, Pariah is my name, of course. Yeah. And either the popish one, Invisible King, or the epic one, Age of Horizon. Probably I'm looking for a commercial response, so I say listen to Pariah and Invisible King. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Okay. Um, if you could do a collaboration with another band or musician, who would you choose? Oh, yeah. Any? Very interesting. Very interesting. That would be quite some people that I'd like to, to sing with, actually. Um, in no particular order, Leather Leone from Chastain from America, back from the 80s. She's one of my favorite female singers. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Tony Martin from Black Sabbath, of course. Oh, Tony Martin, mate. So Love it. He's fantastic. Drastically, criminally underrated. It's, it's the law. 
and I, I told a couple of days ago, I said, how on earth can a band make an album like Headless Cross and it's not their most famous album? It's such a crime, actually. So I forgot. Tony Martin. I wanted to have Charles Rutkönen from Morgana Le Fay on the album and we were close to doing it, but he did not do it. So he would have been one of the people there's so many. Yeah, Tony Martin, mate. Honestly, his work so underrated. It's so unfair. I mean, the album's tier across purposes. I mean, they're fantastic, brilliant cool. albums. So, yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. couldn't agree yeah. with you more. Okay, then next one then. If one of the songs from the album could appear on a soundtrack or any film or TV series, which one would you choose? Don't say Pariah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. I try to pick a different one. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, it totally depends on, on, the, on the show. If it's more like a, an epic Highlander sort of a story, it probably could be the Seventh of the Seven Kings. If it's a very dark one, a brutal one, I'd probably say Kingdomonium. If it's a teeny sort of a story, I'd probably say Live Long Dynasty. Okay, so can you give me four words to describe Hammer King? Heavy, catchy, um, royal, entertaining. Brilliant. Okay, so quick fire, quick fire round now. Five questions, either or either. So first one, vinyl or digital? Oh, uh, vinyl. Okay. Small intimate gig or festival? Mm -hmm. it depends on the point where you stand. At the moment, being a smaller band, I, so, I totally say festival. Okay. Um, Wacken or Oktoberfest? <laughs> Both is brutal. And I've never been to either of them. But uh, that if I have to choose, it has to be Wacken. Saint or Sinner? Ah, Sinner. <laughs> and the last one, Bratwurst or beer? Bratwurst. I didn't, hit, I didn't get that one, sorry. Didn't hear uh, what you said. Uh, Bradwurst, totally. Yeah, cut out then. All right, that's brilliant. I want to thank you so much for your time. And again, congratulations on the album. Thanks a lot. Um, it was my pleasure. It was very, very funny. Very good. Okay, great, mate. Okay, do you have any final words for your fans, our viewers, and listeners? Absolutely. Thank you for the interest for the effort and for the support that every one of you invested in, in the scene. And thank you for being interested in Hammer King. I totally hope that we will see some of you or every one of you live in the in the UK whenever you can do it. Thank you.